Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to Garibaldi Red, the first episode of our Nottingham Forest podcast. My name is Matt Davis, uh, Forest supporter for 30 of my 37 years, mostly miserable, but uh, hopefully that's all about to change in the next few months, which is probably our big topic of conversation. And I'm joined by Reds correspondent Sarah Clapson. Hello. 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 <laughs> and Notts County writer, all-round football expert, big Liverpool fan. We hopefully have some interesting insight for us as well, Lee Curtis. <laughs> yes, pleasure to be here. Nice to be making my debut. It's Everyone's all debut. debut. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we should start looking a little bit back on the self-inflicted bullet in foot incident at the weekend with Birmingham against Birmingham City, which sets up this Leeds game at the weekend's it makes it a massive game. It could have been a bit closer in the table, really. Mm. What happened, Sarah? Where does it, where does it go wrong? <laughs> it, I know everybody will say, oh, it's typical Forest to, to beat Brentford and go to, to Birmingham and lose. But I, I don't think it, it really wasn't like that. They they pretty much had the game in their hands. If if Lewis Graben had scored his penalty, and I'm not putting all the blame on Lewis Graben at all, but if that penalty had gone in, it would have been a completely different game. Forest would have been 2-0 up, um, in control. The crowd was starting to turn a little bit on Birmingham. There'd been a few fan protests after um, Thiago Silva had opened the scoring. If Forest had gone 2-0 up, they'd have won it. They'd, mm. they'd have cruised that. Um, but all of a sudden, you miss the penalty. They go down the other end and score. It's 1-1. Forest didn't really come out the second half the same way that they started the first half. There wasn't that kind of same intensity. They didn't kind of get at Birmingham as much. And and then it was another sloppy goal to concede. Um, it, there were some really harsh words said by the manager afterwards, um, calling them naive and stupid. And mm-hmm. he was... It was as angry as I've seen him um, in his time at the club. He, he really was not happy with it. Um, and I think that was partly because the three points were there for the taking. They were there in their hands. They just threw them away. Um, and that's been really unlike Forrest this season. They've usually got a bit of spirit about them and they can dig in and grind out results even when they're not playing well. Um, but they didn't do that for whatever reason um, on Saturday and yeah it sets up that Leeds game now that's looking really tasty There are a few missed opportunities this season aren't there I suppose the Millwall Mm. game both games against Reading they do I mean for a team that's third in the league uh, there have been a few drop points even now I suppose Yeah there's a lot of ifs buts and and maybes you look through all the different games and yeah there's a few times where you'd say yeah they should have won that or they they could have at least got a draw out of that Um, but I think you can say that about a lot of teams in the Championship. There's a lot of inconsistency. There's a lot of teams, even West Brom and Leeds, drop silly points. Look at Leeds last weekend. Um, nobody's really put an extended run together. And that's why the table's so close and why Forest are very much still in there and why there's a lot of teams still in there at the minute because it's all it's a little bit of a, a much of a muchness and it, it all it takes is for somebody to go on a, a big run and they'll pull away. Forest, if they can put a good run of results together, they'll be 
they'll be right up in there, probably in the top two if they mm. if they put a good one of um, of wins together. You kind of saw in in January when they went unbeaten how quickly then how f- far they climbed up the table. So if they can do that again, then who knows? Is that the story of football outside the Premier League? Do you think inconsistencies? I mean, you see it, uh, you know, at, at the levels you've covered as well with knots. Yeah, I think it's like you know, it's it's funny because what's happening at Notts is probably mirroring what's happening over at the city ground at the moment. Um, you know, they got themselves into a great position, went about nine games, ten games unbeaten, and then they go to Dagenham and, and a team that on paper you're looking and thinking they should be winning really because mm. they were fifth from bottom of the table. Um, and then they sort of surrender those three points. But you're right, it's all about consistency. If you can get on that run and you can build momentum, the confidence comes. Um, but looking at Forest results I mean they've actually done really well against the teams mm. that are up there around them it's the same with Knots you know they've yep. had some great results um, but it's those teams where you think oh, this is nailed on we're going to get something today yeah. and then you end up come full time you're thinking how have we not beaten beaten them and it's interesting actually I was going to ask you about the penalty and Graben when, when he missed it what impact did that have on the team do you think that was did they sort of go back into the shell a little bit? Did it, you know, did it impact the team? I think as a it, whole? Was, it was just so quick. As soon as he missed it, they pretty much went down the other end and, and scored near enough. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's it's just those couple of minutes. It's like, oh, hold on a minute, what's happened here? And you never quite collect yourself or get back into it. Um, it, it it's it's horrible to say, but it was a, a big turning point. Yeah. Um, you can't put it all on Lewis Graben. It's not his fault by any any means. Um, they had the whole of the second half to turn it around, but they still didn't do it. Um, it really wasn't his day. He had so many chances, Lewis Graven. He hit the bar, he had one cleared off the line, he had a really good chance and it, it just wouldn't go in. But, I mean, you look at every other game and he's he's saved Forrest so many times this season with his goals. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's got 16 this season mm. in the league, isn't he? I mean, it's such a responsibility on his shoulders. Yeah. I think Joe Lolly's got seven after that, hasn't yeah, he? So. The, yeah, he's, I mean, he's been the only striker, really, for much of the season. They had Rafa Mir, but he never really made the impact that they wanted um, so it's all all been on Lewis Graben's shoulders and he copes with it brilliantly you wouldn't know he's under that kind of pressure he just brushes it off um, I think it's helped now that they've they've got some support from him they've got some backup they've got Tyler Walker in they've got Nuno Da Costa um, so now we'll be able to rather than doing the full 90 minutes every week you might be able to get a bit of a breather and come off for the last 10 maybe if the the results uh, sewn up which will help mm. what was the deal with Tyler Walker then Lee you know a bit about Lincoln City from a former life yeah well <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I've been to watch Lincoln a few times this season and um, when Tyler was playing and he, he, he did brilliantly for Lincoln I think he scored, scored 16 goals um, I mean what I like about him he's, he's done it at League 2 and he's done it at League 1 level now mm. so the, the natural or the next step for him is obviously to do it for Forrest and be consistent and get in the team regularly mm. um, but I think he's a tremendous talent I was absolutely gutted that Forrest recalled him from his loan because Lincoln were doing really well and and obviously to, to fill a void of 16 goals is very difficult when you've only got two days left in the transfer window so as a as a Lincoln fan and a Lincoln boy I was I was really gutted about that but um, you know credit to Tyler I think he's a fantastic forward I think he's got everything that you'd want from a, from a, a striker he's, he's quick he's good with his back to goal he scores all kinds of goals tap-ins good finishes um, I think he's going to be a tremendous asset going forward and I, I wouldn't be surprised actually now for this back end of the season it, 
that's what Lewis Scrabble will probably need is somebody breathing down his neck mm. to ensure that he keeps on producing those performances. Yeah, he's had no no competition for much of the season. Yeah. I don't think you can you could class Rafa Mir as kind of being the same kind of competition as what Tyler Walker or probably De Costa is going to be. Just having somebody fighting yeah. for his place that's going to bring the best out of him, hopefully, yeah, or even better it, out of him. He's, he scored some really good goals for Lincoln. I mean, there was one that he was uh, one where I saw that he scored that he, you know it was a, a, a goalkeeper came rushing out and it was a he looked like he was going to get absolutely clattered and he ended up getting clattered but still managed to finish it was great bravery from him and I think uh, the Lincoln fans loved him um, him and George Grant obviously mm. Forest Connections you know, they, they absolutely loved Tyler there and I think he'd be welcome back uh, with open arms Do you think it. he's going to make it in the championship do you think he can do that at, at that level? I think it's difficult because you've got somebody like Lewis Graben ahead of him mm. he's got 16 goals great reputation great experience it, for Tyler it's going to be very difficult to dislodge him yeah. but at the same time, like you say, now that Graben, if he plays 70 minutes, things aren't quite working for him, then Tyler can get on the pitch for 20 minutes or so. Mm. Um, then he looked very bright at, at Birmingham, came, yeah. came on and made a, a big difference. Yeah, and he, and he was one of the first names on the team sheet at Lincoln, mm. so it's not as if he's a question of he's not been getting games, he's fit and raring to go. So hopefully, you know, in, the, in those deciding moments in the last 20 minutes when his legs are tiring and you've got somebody like Tyler who's got a great natural goal-scoring instinct, come on and grab yourself mm. a goal. Mm. I think that's a great thing to have from yeah. the Forest point of view, is to have that youthful sort of energy yeah. to bring on. And then maybe if he can grab a couple of goals, then he maybe starts forcing Lamucci to go oh actually you know I've got a tough choice to make yeah. here on a Saturday now do I play Graben do I play Walker so, do I play both yeah or yeah. do you play both mm. I mean that's it I mean that looks to me a good yeah. goal scoring partnership mm. on paper doesn't yeah, it yeah. so yeah. they've set themselves a fortune really I mean you look at Ivan Tony and all those Peterborough strikers talking about 10, 12 million quid a Tyler Walker on the open market doing one in League One you have to pay a lot of money for him aren't you so to get someone back in to, you, to your staff in January it just seems like a great move to be fair for Forrest yeah I think I think so and I, and I, I, I like his the way he handles himself as well he's mm. not you know he went to Lincoln it wasn't like oh I've arrived at Lincoln from Nottingham Forest mm. yeah look at me look at me he just got straight straight into it got his head down and was absolutely pivotal. I mean, I actually thought at one stage um, before Danny Cowley left to go to Huddersfield, I thought that that Lincoln team with Tyler Walker at the head of it could probably mm. challenge to get mm. in, the, in the championship. Mm. But unfortunately, things have transpired. Danny's now left. The team at Lincoln started to break up a bit. All the old heads have sort of gone. Um, and obviously, Tyler's now back at the city ground. So I think unfortunately for my hopes of seeing Lincoln in the championship have, uh, have nosedived somewhat um, and they got beat by South End last weekend which wasn't great so um, I think it's going to be mid-table mediocrity for Lincoln in that respect I'm putting that purely on Forest's shoulders for <laughs> such a crucial stage of the season so now we go into the weekend with Forest facing what I said to you might be the biggest game since Ipswich at home when they had to win to stay up I don't know if that's a bit of hyperbole or not but it does feel like such a big game and you know if Forest can win well it could kind of be the catalyst for yeah I think it's a massive game it's huge Um, they've got a a really big month you've got West Brom coming up as well and if they can get results from those two where where they all are in the table at the minute it could all look very different in a few weeks time Um, it's a real it's a chance to put a statement out there and it's a chance to pick up three points against a team that's not that far ahead of you close that Mm. gap um, and yeah keep get momentum going again get confidence going again um, at the city ground full house I think it's 
going to be a, a really a really good game, I think. And Leeds, so they they seem like they're wobbling. They seem like like Derby were for years on end. I mean, they can't quite get over the line, can they? And now they look like. I mean, I've seen them play a bit. They do play good football. They can't put anyone away. It seems like a good time to play them. You think? I I, I think what's going to be really interesting about this championship race, especially at the top of the table, is not just what they produce on the pitch, but how they actually handle the mindset. You know, I mm, think the pressure. team with the strongest mindset will end up going up because the you know you're going into a game every week knowing you cannot afford to lose mm. and I think it's the team that deals with that pressure and you look at Leeds for instance there's a lot of pressure on them to go back mm. up at, to the Premier League everyone everyone's saying oh yeah you know they deserve to be back in the Premier League you, you watch their performance against Arsenal for example yeah. and you're thinking you know they'd be a great addition but at the same time the players have got to cope with that pressure especially after what happened yeah, last year as well last year as well so you know does it get to a stage where Leeds get to the back end of the season and start to think we've been in this position before mm. does it then become do they wobble because they've you know, experienced failure before, or does it inspire them to go one better? I think that's fascinating for me. I'm, a, you know, I love the sort of mental side of the game. It'd be mm. really interesting to see how they handle it. Where you've got Forest chasing down everybody's necks. You know, how are they mm. going to handle it? You know, they've got a great game against. Is it Leeds this weekend? Yeah, Leeds this weekend. So um, it'll be really interesting to see. And obviously, they got a one-one draw at Ellen Road earlier on in the season. Mm. Like you say, if if Forest can go into that game and get three points, what a statement that sends out. Mm. And ideally, for the back end of the season, what a momentum booster that yeah. could be. Mm. You know, that sudden, all of a sudden you beat the team that everybody wants to see back in the Premier League, and you, you game on. Mm. Yeah, I think what where Forest have maybe got the advantage at the minute is that they've gone under the radar from a lot of the season. Nobody's been talking about them. Nobody's kind of had them in contention to go up and now it, it could all change so at the minute they're, they're just kind of going about the business quietly picking up results mm-hmm. and not really getting talked about in that group of teams whereas a few weeks time if they pick up some good results then it'll all look very different yeah I think if you're, if you're the manager you, you'd want that you, mm. you'd, you'd want people not to talk about yeah. your team as being potential mm. promotion candidates because the more coverage it gets you know players read everything nowadays don't they? They, tell, they tell you they don't but they do, yeah, they do. <laughs> and um, you know you don't want sort of those big articles wouldn't it be great to see mm. Forrest back in the Premier League mm. you just want it at all to go under the radar like you say and mm. just allow them to get on to do their business on, on a match day with the minimum of fuss yeah I think Lamucci's very good at that He's he's very much got tunnel vision he doesn't look any further than the next he won't talk any further than the next game ahead it's just we, we're focusing on leads that's it and then they'll focus on the next one and the next one and the next one he doesn't there's no getting carried away there's no kind of big egos in the squad that that's something that's really stood out this year I think about Forest is the team spirit and even with the business they did in January is so it was so much driven around getting the right characters in and not wanting to disrupt that and wanting to keep the dressing room tight knit and everybody getting on with each other and you look at seasons gone past and it that's not quite always been the case, I think. Mm. Um, and it's made such a massive difference this year. Mm. Is it not a bit weird that for, you know, Nottingham Forest are slipping under the radar? I mean, yeah. we're in, excuse me, we're in that kind of Nottingham media bubble a bit, but a club of their size, you know, I've been out of the Premier League for 20 years, but, you know, the Premier League and Nottingham Forest kind of go hand in hand mm. for certainly the top top division do. It's a bit not a bit strange that no one's talking about Nottingham Forest until the last two weeks. Yeah, it probably is. I think. I think if they had a, I mean, there's no this no disrespect, but if they had more 
like if you look at Bielsa at Leeds, he's a very, very big personality, mm. isn't he? Mm. Whereas Lamucci is kind of like a quiet operator. So you look at Bielsa and his track record, you can understand why Leeds are sort of the focus of all you yeah. know, the column inches. Mm. Same with Slaven Bilic yeah. uh, at West Brom, you know. And that's not a bad thing. I think that's, a, that, if anything, that's as you're going into the running, like you say, just keep everything quiet keep everything in the house, do your business on the pitch, and who knows, mm. you know, that may actually work in your favour. But I think, obviously, you look at Leeds and West Brom, everyone talks about how West Brom are this fantastic footballing team, it's the same bit Leeds, and then following that performance against Arsenal, it's like, oh, yeah, wouldn't it be great to see them in the Premier League? Mm. And, you know, all of a sudden, nobody talks about Forest, yeah. Yeah. which is which is crazy, like yeah. you say, given their, given the in, their incredible history. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, I think it was that December that they had as well, when they just went on that bad run, and everybody kind of forgot about them because they dropped out a little bit and now all of a sudden they're back in it um, they've just kind of crept up quietly perhaps mm. Where are we with Sam Bissau because he's kind of the, the midfield linchpin that's a bit injury prone so yeah. far I mean he's such a big miss Do you, any chance of him playing against Leeds? Well the club have put a picture of him in training so no, I think that's a, yes, a positive sign yeah exactly well, mind games well yeah. maybe yeah maybe I get the feeling he was maybe rested last week as a precaution I th- yeah. I'm sure he was injured absolutely but I think it was more we don't want to risk him we want to make sure that he's alright for Leeds because that's such a big game yeah. um, it, he'd be a massive beast if he's back fit because he's so key to them he's made a huge difference I think the record when he's been in the team or when he started is that they've only lost like maybe once or something I probably got that completely wrong but he's really been pivotal to their um, their form this year. Him and Ben Watson have been fantastic. Yeah, he's my favourite one. The signings or arms and limbs. Play. He? He's a player I always thought I should have been. If anyone, <laughs> kind of six foot four, dominating midfield, but he's actually big and strong. You need to get in the gym a bit to match him. Uh, I've got an exercise bike at home, <laughs> trying to lose some post Christmas weight. So if Sarri doesn't play, um, I guess it would be Ryan Yates. I mean, probably Lee, you're well placed to talk about Ryan Yates. Are you surprised that he's close to establishing himself in the Championship? No, not at all. Um, he was absolutely brilliant for Knotts, and I think that was probably one of the main reasons why Knotts didn't go up automatically um, that season. Uh, he was absolutely phenomenal. Um, what I love about him is he wouldn't just head a brick if you loved it at him. He'd actually head a bag of bricks. <laughs> you know, he's one of those players that is incredibly brave and. You, you, that's something you just cannot teach it, it, you can't teach players to go and want to put their head in head in the way of someone's boot I mean I remember a game uh, at Knotts when there was a ball in the centre of midfield and he, the the lad went to kick it and he just put his face there and he got a kick for it but he won a free kick in the process and you're thinking mightily brave but what mm. that actually did was it stopped the team from launching a counter attack won his team a free kick and all of a sudden you're thinking you know what a great trait to have I mean, a manager must absolutely love that and he, he was he was absolutely phenomenal for for knots and he was a great character too great lad um really lovely off the pitch and i think you know he's, he will be pushing next year i think this season whether he can force his way into it not so sure if mm. like you say sales gets back fit but I think he's developing nicely. I think he'll be going to be a tremendous asset for Nottingham Forest. Um, again, a little bit disappointed that Forest recalled him back from Notts that time because I do think that was the turning point in the season because they, they went and brought Norhus in, in as a potential replacement. But just while 
nor was a, a very talented footballer just didn't have the same mm. sort of strength and courage that that Ryan had and he was uh, I mean you talked to Kevin Nolan about him he absolutely loves Yatesy for what he did during his time at the club and you know he's a, he's a great prospect and another feather in the cap for Forest's uh, Forest Academy he's a, you know he's a terrific talent and I'm sure that as he gets older the frightening thing is he's not reached his peak yet he's only going to go and get better and he's got great energy and he's got a great attitude off the pitch and I think that's half the battle is that something we, we you know you touched on it before about attitude off the pitch Joe Worrell kind of typifies that as well there's mm. a lot of kind of good lads at Forest this yeah. year and like you said that hasn't always been the case no it? I think it's something that they've made really central to the recruitment and to the putting the team together this year they've they've got that group of players Worrell, Cash, Yates who, who've come up through the club and they're all close and they all know what it means they all get the connection with the supporters and then you've got players like Samba, like Sal, um, who have come in and are nice, uh, big characters, but nice characters. They're, they're not overly dominant. They're not got massive egos. They're very much part of a team. And most of the Forest, they all work together. They all play as a unit. I think last year, um, you look and it was very, it was a lot about Joe Lolly. It was how great he was because he was that great individual. Whereas this year, it's a great team. They play well together. You've not you've got individual players that stand out, but it's it's so much more about Forest as a unit, um, and it's made a massive difference. They seem to have got a terrific spine of the team. Yeah, mm. you know, you look at the goalkeeper, the centre half, centre mid, and then you've obviously got Lewis up front. Yeah, I think that's absolutely crucial. You know, if you have chinks in any part of the spine, that's when things become a little bit tricky. But they seem to have got that nailed on. You know, they've got good experience in there. Mm. And I think that's always crucial. And that towards the back end of the season, you know, those players like Grab and mm. Ben Watson um, are going to actually integral to any hope of, of keeping um, keeping not Forest in that promotion race. So I was going to say not sense. <laughs> Um, that's going to be integral to be keeping them in the promotion race so you know they're going to be absolutely pivotal going forward they've got a good mix I think they've got some young lads they've mm. got some experienced lads they've got uh, and with the, the recruitment they brought in January they've got a bit of pace now um, they've, they've got a good options all over the pitch I think you look at other teams and they've maybe got a few more stellar signings a bit bigger names but Forest as a unit as a group I think they're they're in pretty good shape mm. is it Brees or Bryce I say Bruce. Okay. I thought that might be... To make as he, tomato. Uh, yeah, as he, he hasn't said it's Bruce. No, so no, no. French, so, French well, there, okay. My French isn't great, but I've been saying Bruce. I've probably got it wrong the whole time. Okay, no, no, that's fine. Um, going back to Yates and those kind of young lads, I mean, they've all come through with loan spells. You know, Joe Wall at Rangers, Matty Cash at Dagenham. I think Warrell might have been at Dagenham as well. The relationship between Knotts and Forest hasn't always been great. I mean, can you touch on how bad it was and how good it is now? Um, well, things were going great and until, obviously, Ryan Yates got recalled and he, he went to Scunthorpe and then there was obviously that whole palaver on social media and obviously Forrest took a, a exception to it and then they obviously started sending all their best players to Mansfield. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, that didn't go down too well, and there, there just seemed to obviously be this breakdown in relations. I mean, it could have been totally avoided, really. But I think what the new owners have done at, at, at not since they've come in is one of the first things they did was invite um, Forrest to obviously come and have watch watch a game. Um, they obviously had that deal with the training ground, which Knots now use, um, and things 
keep on going from strength to strength. I mean, Lamucci was at the game recently. Mm. Um, it wasn't a cracker, so I'm not sure what he would have uh, gleaned from <laughs> he it. Won't be on any more players on yeah, well, it was, I think it was the nil-nil against Dover. I think it was. <laughs> And it was, yeah, it wasn't great. I mean, you had one team trying to play football, the other one probably the best team I've ever seen at time-wasting for a good few years. It was brilliant. Watching the left-back traipse from one side of the pitch to the other to take a throw was, <laughs> was a particular highlight. Watching Cardiff under Warner. But I think, you know, having Lemucci in the crowd just goes to show mm. that the relationship is on the mend, and that's great to see. I think um, one thing I've learned in the six years that I've been here, that while there is, it's sort of almost like this big brother, little brother Mm. rivalry that they have going on where you look at other places Sheffield United Sheffield Wednesday you know absolutely hate each other um, I think maybe that could change if Notts suddenly got themselves <laughs> into the championship but I don't think that'll be happening for a few years yet um, but I think you know one thing the Reeds brothers have done since they've come into Notts is, is try to repair that relationship with Forrest um, I think the QC's been down at a, at a couple of games as well um, so I, I think it's good for the city in general I'd like to see Forrest you know send some of those players over to uh, Medellin at some point again because they've got an unbelievable treasure trove of talent I mean I went to watch him the under 23s a couple of times this season I really like Tyrese Fauna uh, centre midfield player I think he's an excellent prospect so you know if, if, if they're looking to send him somewhere please send him to Medellin <laughs> I'm sure they've got, never know, in the summer, a few maybe. Um, now that relationship's back up, I think it, yeah. it's better for everybody. Yeah, um, it is, it's better yeah. for both teams. It's better for the city. It's, Forest want to have a, a club nearby where they could potentially send yeah. players because they can keep an eye on them yeah. then. They can track their progress. They can go watch them. It's good for everybody. So, I, I mean, they've got so many good young players coming through Forest. They've got this, I don't know how they keep doing know, it, but yeah. Um, yeah, who knows in the summer. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's great for football. It'd be great for football in the city because I'd like to think that, you know, if Forest can send over some of their best players or better younger players to two knots, it can only help them get out of the National League I mean hopefully they can do it this year and, and get, get straight back up and then hopefully if, if not do end up getting back in the Football League at the first attempt mm. uh, hopefully those mm. avenues will, will open and we can start bringing some of the, the good young players in again um, because there's no doubt that George Grant Ryan Yates uh, were absolutely fantastic for for Notts um, it was just a shame what happened to then go and see Tyler Walker and, and George yes. Grant go to Mansfield was a was a quite a body blow, but um, I'm pleased to see that things are getting back to normal. They sent Tyrese Fauna to Portugal, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. You don't know if he'd prefer Hulk Lane Barrow. He's a, player, or no. he's he's a, a good player. player. I went to watch He's him against player. Sheffield United in the 23s, um, which was a particularly bad night for me because I had a car accident on the way in from that game. But um, he, he was brilliant that night. Mm. He is you a know, good player. Powerful, strong, protects the midfield. You know, he's, he, he was fantastic at night, and I thought, yeah, that kid's going to have a bright future ahead of him. And it's good to see that he's gone out and loaned to get some first team experience because he looks another, he looks another one that's going to come off the production line and, and push for a first team place. What is your prediction then for Forest v Leeds? Oh, um. Be brave. Oh, no. <laughs> Be brave. You said they win at Fulham. I remember doing Fulham yeah. away with you and you were the only one who, on the press back who said they'd win. Yeah, you I said 2-1 as well. I got the score right the other week as well. I can't remember which one it was now. But yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think they've got the potential to win if they play like we know they can. Mm. If they play like they did in the second half against Birmingham, then 
it'll be a different kettle of fish. But if they play to their potential and they play like they know that they're capable of, they can definitely win. Absolutely. Um, a full house behind them, crowd getting getting behind them. Um, I'm going to go for 2-1. Oh, <laughs> Forest wins. Just so you can gloat on Monday morning. What's no, your I think, I, I, I mean... Forest have had some great results against some of the teams around them this year. They obviously went to LRO, got a draw there. They've beaten Brentford twice, one of the best, better sides in the division. Mm. Um, listen, Raucous City ground, it's a difficult place to go. Yeah, do you know what? I fancy him. Mm. Fancy him, yeah. Grabben's, Grabben's back. Grabben's been in the goals this season, obviously, and, you know, have got Tyler Walker back. Yeah, I think it's go at him. You've got nothing to lose, yeah. have they? So, you know, don't show any fear. And I think they've got a chance of getting a result. And I'm going to go, I think, I think it will be 1-0 Forest. Ooh. Put some questions out for Twitter users to try and, uh, you know, get their... Any... Always dangerous. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know, you do worry when you hit send on a tweet these days, don't you? Um, <laughs> so a few did come up. <laughs> Uh, they were kind of repeated. Um, Marcus McGuane. <laughs> what is the, happening the, with Marcus McGuane? <laughs> the longest transfer saga ever for uh, an no, under-23s player. McGuire, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for someone that's just going to go into the under-23s. Um, still waiting for that one. Um, don't think there's any... Well, I say that now, but um, can't see any reason why it's not going to go through, but... What's holding it up just out of interest? Paperwork. A lot. Uh, it's such a, a complex... Because he was on loan. He's right. a Barcelona player, but he's been on loan. And now he's... Or he wants to come to Forest. There's mm. so many... It's And he was on loan in a different country, which yeah. probably complicates even more. He's on loan in the Dutch second tier at Telstar or something. Crikey. Yeah, yeah a lot but of paperwork. The majority of paperwork, as we understand, it's been done. So it, it's all kind of in place. It's just... I think it's more the Barcelona and perhaps that's holding it up a little bit um, at the moment. But hopefully, touch wood, it all goes through. Um, he's someone that's rated really highly. I mean, to start out at Arsenal and then go to Barcelona, you, you've got to have something about you. Mm. Um, so he's seen as a... He's yeah, not going to be a clogger, is he? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have thought so. Um, yeah, he's someone that's seen very much as one for the future. He's not for the first team at the minute. It is very much one for the under-23s team initially. Um, but... I mean, if he comes in, makes a, a good impression, makes a big impact, then eventually he that, that pathway's there. <laughs> there you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he'll find out what real football is. Former Barcelona star at Medellin. <laughs> is it as you were with Savri Lamucci and his contracts? I know that he's always said he's happy to bide his time on this one-year contract. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it, he, he keeps stressing that he just wants to be, just wants to see the year out. Yeah. It's been so long since exactly. It's been us, so yeah. long since that's happened at the City Ground that he just wants to be the first person in a long time to go a year mm. in place without anything happening. Um, and you can understand that. I think at the minute he's, I mean, he's kind of got bigger, bigger priorities. I guess in that his mm. target is to get Forest up there. Um, so I think it's very much just put to one side for the moment um, but I mean if they go on a, a great run and other teams start looking then you never know that might be something that, that kind of crops up again but mm. I think for the time being it's just let's get on with the job that that we're trying to do um, Lamucci seems to be pretty comfortable happy with the situation um, they, they went through that, that little spell where there's a few teams kind of casting a bit of an eye at him but that talk died down a little bit um, and hopefully he can go the whole year in place and we, we don't have to talk about a, a manager leaving for once which would be uh, which would be an achievement 
Are we surprised by how well he's done? I remember it's been in the office when Martin O'Neill went and 18 minutes later, Sabri Lamucci's appointed and having played football manager in 96, 97 as a kid, I knew who he was and he'd had a good career. But I think there might have been a few fans Googling him. Did you think it was going to work out this well or not? Um, no, I, I think, listen, I, you know, football, I think every appointment is a gamble um, it's just about whether they can create the right environment and understand the league and I think that's what's impressed me most about the Mucci is mm. the championship is probably the toughest league in the top four divisions because of how congested it is um, and nobody ever seems to really run away with it um, but he's coming and hit the ground running I think that's probably the, mo- the thing that's impressed me most um, and he seems to have built a really good team because um, I think there's always a fear when you appoint somebody from outside who's probably not got any experience of the championship um, you know it, it can be very very difficult league to master but I think he, he's coming and done a great job um, probably exceeded everybody's expectations um, and he's you know he's on course to achieve either hopefully an automatic promotion or worse still a, a playoff place which in the first full season is absolutely terrific mm. achievement mm. really when you consider that um, you know there was a few question marks about his arrival when he came he's done a fantastic job and I hope that if he does uh, if he does go on to lead not Forest into the playoffs uh, or even take him up you know he'll, he'll quickly put pen to paper on a new contract I mean he'd, be, he'd go down in absolute folklore wouldn't yeah. he yeah. Yeah. I'm sure if he takes them up there'll be a contract shoved right under his yeah. nose straight away yeah. and I, think- I think that's always a danger though when you have that open sort of contract situation where you know nothing's put pen mm. to paper it does like, sort of open the door to speculation about somebody's future perhaps maybe if yeah, it if, if Forrester are in a more so. secure position in terms of they, they're going to be assured of a playoff spot, maybe yeah. that's something they should perhaps look to hammer him down yeah. and do so before the end of the season. Yeah, it doesn't always work, does it? I mean, like, Villa gave Dean Smith a four-year contract out of the blue and they went on an absolute tear of terrible results. So sometimes it's better just to leave it as it is, isn't it? I yeah, suppose. I think if you, you know Forrest's background and, and kind of what's gone on in the last few years and you think, well, this is just having that one year is perhaps... Uh, yeah, is, and they, they went through a phase of giving out some crazy contracts yeah. under Fawaz. Yeah, there? exactly. Here's yeah. a five-year contract for a bloke who's not even in the team. Yes. So, yeah, that's not very too true. Um, the other question we have is about Don Goodman, which you won't see, Sarah, watching games, saying he's very anti-Forrest on Sky. Is that a real thing, do we think, that pundits have an agenda <sighs> against you know what? I get well, it's, it's, it's really funny you should mention this, because the other day, um, obviously, I'm a massive Liverpool fan, and they were talking about when Liverpool win the league or when they get presented with a trophy I think it's they play Chelsea at home and somebody tweeted saying can we please not have Martin Tyler or Gary Neville because it's supposed to be a joyous experience and they still just bring it down and there seems to be some perceived uh, thing that, that Martin Tyler absolutely despises Liverpool I, mm. I, I mean admittedly he did get really excited once over a Martial goal when he came on the score <laughs> Liverpool. and everyone points that and goes look how excited he was for this and mm. Does it exist? I think football pundits are like ourselves, football fans. Mm. So I think there are going to be teams that they genuinely don't like. It's mm. how well they keep it hidden. I mean, Gary yeah. Neville makes absolutely no bones about the fact he can't stand Liverpool. So, yeah. And I think that's yeah. funny. It does lead to some good exchanges on Twitter or whatnot and good exchanges between Carragher and Neville. And it's the same with Carragher, who obviously doesn't just not particularly keen on Manchester United. So Don Goodman hating Forest, is it a thing? 
We'd have to ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's ask him. Let's get him on, on. Let's yeah. get him on the show. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Grilling. You've yeah. spoken to David Putton before, haven't you, about his predictions? Yes, I did ask David Putton about his predictions because Forest fans really don't like <laughs> David Putton, do they? No. What did David Putton say? He, he just very rarely predicted predicts, a win. Didn't he, he did. Yeah, even when yeah they're losing, he's. I think there was a, a table done of based on Putton's predictions. I think Leeds had about 130 points by the end of the season. <laughs> But he says it's all in jest and comes from a place of love or something like that. I mean, yeah. yeah. But, do, you, do you believe that pundits I, do have teams they don't like? I, I, I'm sure I they probably subconsciously do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know about Don Goodman and Forrest. I did watch that Millwall game where I think it was Don Goodman. I think that's what one of the ones people talk about where he talked a lot about how good Millwall were and didn't mention Forrest at all. So maybe that's where it came from. I don't know. They probably do, don't they? I mean, all these pundits have played for someone, so they're going to gravitate towards, you know, Gary Burtles will gravitate towards Forrest and whoever else. So I don't, we're all guilty of some kind of subconscious bias, See, aren't we? Yeah, well, it's funny you should mention that because I remember doing a Lincoln game with Mansfield and they still bring it up. It's funny, I was on a Mansfield message board a couple of years ago and... What were you on a Mansfield message board a couple of years ago for? Long story. I wasn't contributing to it. Um, But I remember doing a Lincoln-Mansfield cup game and the manager at the time was David Oldsworth and uh, he used to manage at Mansfield, didn't he? So, Mm. and he called one of the... I mean, clearly didn't have a lot of respect for himself because he called one of the ends that behind the goal with the Jeremy Kyle stand. Oh dear. So, <laughs> what a great PR move. So, so of course that ramped up everything before the game and then oh. obviously I was I was having a bit of fun with it and now at the time and of course it, it's still brought up now mm. you know mm. I'm pretty sure he was the reporter who gleefully reported hold just marks about the Jamie Kyle stand so um, it, you know it does it does sort of happen. Well. I, but I've got a place on record I love Mansfield. I love Mansfield. So. <laughs> uh, our collective love for Mansfield seems like a good place to end episode one. Thank you very much for joining us, Lee Curtis. No problem. Thank you very much. Sarah, you're going to be here every week. I am. And we'll probably have someone different in that chair most weeks. Thankfully. Yeah. No, no. It's very good to have you with <laughs> you us. You can come back. So, thanks very much. We'll no, just provide the water on the table. Come back and wait to service. Yeah, that's good. As long as you knock first. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be here every week talking all things forest. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Yeah.